Demel's gonna just cut through all of this. Hey, Demel. Woo! She's not here. Oh, but... No, but I'm saying when she has to edit the video. <laughs> How she listens to this. It's, it's like, oh, cut. <laughs> Well, hey, well, it's definitely been a wild ride so far this year, even though when we're filming this, it's only day five. But we welcome all of our listeners to our 2023 episode woo, of Can I Help You? Uh. Yes, welcome back. She's back. She's back. She's back. <laughs> We're back. Yes. We're back. Back again. Back to back. Made back. Stack the M's. Team Nikki. Oh, ow, ow. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, how it's only been five days, but like, what is this year giving off? What is it bringing? Parosmia, the white people got a new shit that they've been spreading around. Apparently, what white people have to Parosmia is a disease, not disease, infection, basically, that you get right after you get like a sinus infection or COVID. And um, it makes food taste like trash. So we got it too. And yeah, that feels so. Some people are like, I had it since five years. I got it for a year and a half, blah, blah, blah. This girl that I sent y'all got it for like two years. She lost mad weight because all the food tasted horrible. So she stopped eating. And then she finally just got her taste back because she got COVID again. And it apparently fixed it. <laughs> and so then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to let gotta stop white people from getting diseases because they just be coming up with new diseases every other day like you should have learned from the smallpox like it's bad and i'm scared now because it's like you imagine like a nice like a nice patelito tasting like fucking trash juice bananas feet any food i'll be so upset I like eating. I mean, that's truly depressing. If that was, you said a year and that just stressed me out. <laughs> I was like, if I had a year where things would taste really bad, because again, you know, my favorite tacos from in front of Rodolfo's house that I took to near, those tacos are delicious. The michote, it is so good. And the first day that I got my bag, they tasted like shit, like absolute, like they were disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And then I had them recently and they were delicious again. But if I were to have to deal with that for a year, I, I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle that. would be too much for me. Shit. Well, <laughs> no, do you. You think, <laughs> no. well, do you think that the stuff that you thought was gross would taste good um, even if you had that infection? I mean, that's a great question. Because it's like, but also like, if it's an infection, I I guess it well, I guess the complicated thing is that all of our bodies handle things differently. 
But if it is a thing that is consistent within everybody, I find sour things disgusting. And I am not that big on fermented foods either. There are certain things I will eat, but very little fermented things will I eat. So I'm like, if we, and then let's say you hated sweets during here, like you thought sweets were disgusting. Would that, would that affect, which would it affect? Would it affect the sweets or would it affect the fermented thing? I don't know. But I like fermented stuff. So either way. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. I would, this is a hypothetical girl. No, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. like, if we were to get it, who would get, what, if, what would affect what? And that would be the depressing part because if sweets were nasty to me, because that was the that was the only thing that was consistent in like my recovery of taste, is that when I had something sweet, my mouth was fine. I don't know what it is. My body really enjoys sweets and it absorbs it really well, but I it tasted like a sugar tasted like sugar. No problem, no problem. Everything was fine, but it was like it was spiced foods. So anything savory just tasted funny. And even when I walked by it, when I first got my smell back, I was like, that smell is making me sick. Like, I genuinely do not feel good walking by that smell. It smells gross. And again, it is one of my favorite smells. And even now, like, my smell isn't... And I can't tell if it's, like, the mucus in my nose or that I'm still sick somehow. Or maybe, like, this is just the aftermath of COVID and I just have to wait until it comes out. But there are moments where I smell vomit. And I'm like, is that my nose? Like, is my is the inside of, Did I throw up in my nose? And I don't yes. know. <laughs> because there are moments where, like, if I just smell a little too hard, like, I'm, you know, just breathing really deeply, I'm like, ooh, vomit. Like, it genuinely smells like vomit. <laughs> so, COVID, you ain't shit. You ain't shit, COVID. I have fucking five fucking injections in my body. And because I forget to get one of them when I went back home, are you going to give it to me? It's some bullshit. Wait, five vaccines? They give me one every single time I go. Every time I go back to America, they give me a vaccine. Well, the vaccines are not perfect, but I do hate that you got it around your birthday, though. I know we're celebrating where we postponed the celebration to this Saturday. So this Saturday where Rodolfo's taking me to the spa and we're going to, we have like a jacuzzi rented out, like a jet, like a massaging jacuzzi. Mm. And then we have a 50 minute massage and I'm going to let y'all know how nervous I am about that 50 minute massage. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. I like, if they find a way to crack my back, I'm going to live for it. But the fact that someone is touching my body and I'm not getting my dick sucked or I'm not getting fucked or something really throws me off with the massages. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what if you get a boner? What do you do? Do you just hide <laughs> your boner? <laughs> I asked my partner about that, too, because I give I give him massages, too. And then once, you know, like, I tell him to flip over on his back and then, you know, I start working, like, the shoulders and stuff. I usually see a bulge. And I told him, like, if we go to a masseuse, like, you're not going to be, re- like, you're going to be either so relaxed that you might end up getting a boner. <laughs> and then they're going to say, like, a sexual assault or something. Or you, yes, you're not going to be, <laughs> or you're not going to be relaxed. Because now you have to think, oh, don't get a boner, don't get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, yes. I'm like, I'm going to have to wear some really tight underwear that day because I just, I know my body and I know if someone touches me sensually for too long, it doesn't matter who it is. My partner's going to be right next to me. I'll be thinking about him touching me sensually. And then what if I, oh, so scary. Mm. 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 Or what if it's get hard? What do I do? <laughs> Hey, you know what? Be proud of it. Walk out there like, <laughs> hey, like, anybody want to touch this? Because like, I mean, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to stay in the back. You don't have to do the front of me, but you just touch my back for 50 minutes. I'll be fine. Yeah. But that feels wrong, no? No, it goes by so quick, especially once you start getting so relaxed and it starts to feel good. They're like, oh, done. I'm like, uh-uh. Can we have 30 more minutes? <laughs> Not the uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> but, the, but you're also talking to Trinier, who if you start giving her a little bit of cariñito, like you start from her just a little bit, she's just like, can you keep going? <laughs> yes, Trinier's abusive with it. Trinier's the most abusive. Do not scratch her back. Do not massage nothing because Trainier will take full. She'll be like, uh uh-uh, uh, come back, come back, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. I didn't yeah. say I was done. Uh uh, Trainier takes fully advan- full advantage of that. Yeah. Oh, can you go to the left, to the left? Oh, lower, lower, lower. Ah, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so good. It, like, it, I don't know what it does to my body. As soon as I just feel that motion, it just goes limp. But yes, that was the start of my year. And I have a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of things I have thoughts on recently. So next person. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so my year so far, it hasn't been ideal, (laughs) you know. Um (laughs) only five days in. I, I I want it to start a different way. Um, you know, currently I have no job. You know, I'm still looking and trying to fish for one so I can get, you know, some work. Um, but honestly, it kind of has been like cool. So on the what was it? On the third, I um that was the last day I spent time with my sister and I dropped her off at the airport. And so ever since then. You know, I've just been kind of chilling and like binge watching stuff as much as I can, kind of like holding off on my responsibilities, <laughs> but I'm going to get back to it tomorrow. Oh, so I want, I'm going to finish applying for unemployment and then, you know, apply to jobs again. And then just to catch up on like some uh, resumes and um, applications that I submitted, but I don't know. I kind of also feel like excited because I, I finally get a break and I'm binge watching stuff. So it's just like, ee! <laughs> but again, it's not really ideal because I don't want to be worried about money and you know what next month is going to bring. So, um, and also it just feels so slow and it feels so gloomy. Like the weather has just been so cloudy there's been so much rain lack of sun and it usually is like that in the winter anyway but I don't know for some reason like this winter 
has been horrible. Like it's just been bad weather, bad weather, bad weather. And um, maybe I was treated well last winter when I first moved down here. Cause I remember walking around on Christmas day cause it was 70 degrees out and sunny. But now it's just rainy, gloomy and is very lazy type weather. So I feel like that's kind of been putting me in a funk too. And so it just feels like, ugh, like this week just just been so, ugh. We're our vitamin deficiency out here, vitamin D deficiency out here. And I'm like, personally, I'm getting up for work at like 6 a.m. and then coming home like 4.30, night to night. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's insane, but it is fucking gloomy and disgusting out there. We have the opposite here. It has been... Probably the most, it has, it has been that really beautiful weather of like fall, spring, where it's like the sun is out, but it's like nice and chilly, but not like too chilly where it's like, oh, you have to have a sweater on. Yeah. It has been, it has been perfect out here. Like per, like I was, I you know me, I like the winter. <laughs> so I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad because I was like, where the fuck is the cold? Where's the freezing cold? When I was fucking having COVID, it was negative fucking 10 degrees and a bitch almost was having hypothermia. And the week after, everything was, it was chill. It's nice and chill. Like, it is, per- like, I took, we sent it for a walk and we went for a walk for like 45 minutes and I didn't even notice it was 45 minutes because the weather was that beautiful. And I was pissed, but I was genuinely fucking pissed. I was like, why is the weather so perfect? But then I remembered I went to go visit Trenier for like five seconds and it was winter and it was snowing. And I was like, wow, I also don't miss that deep, 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 deep cold. I don't miss that. All right. Sis. That- <laughs> High altitudes and everything. You didn't mention none of that. You just mentioned the sunny weather, sweater weather. Right. We're hurting. We're hurting out here. We're hurting out here. Just trying to make y'all jealous. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all right. My day is going to come. Wait, what do you mean by that? Like my day of warmth is going to come soon. Mm. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just sounded like you were also abandoning me and moving to the south. <laughs> well, I did. Um, Technically. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess. Well, go ahead, Demel um so (laughs) i've been um (laughs) great you know um (laughs) the motto (laughs) amazing not no complaints (laughs) um the motto for this year is i'm so lucky everything goes my way so i will never put anything else but i'm so lucky everything is going my way for sure. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if, you, if you know my history, if you know my trajectory, you know why I'm saying that. And yep. that's, that's um that's what I'm sticking to. For example, today I'm so lucky everything goes my way. I go to work, and um, we're supposed to do this entire like training thing. It's supposed to last all day, and um, we get at, I get there late. Obviously, I wake up late, and then there was a 
some truck, you know, decided to just turn over on the highway, whatever it was. I'm so lucky everything turns my way, you know? <laughs> so I get there and I have an excuse. <laughs> They're like, okay, we have a meeting, like coming up in like five minutes, get on. We get on the meeting and like none of the things that the meeting is supposed to like work under is working. So they were like, all right, so we'll just postpone it. We're going to send out an email so that we can like fix what's going on. So we're all sitting there and the email is not coming in. We're all like messages like, hey, is the email gonna coming in? They're like, no. And then this random lady comes by and she's like, well, if you guys have nothing to do, just come to me and I'll tell you what to do. And I was like, okay, great. What do you want us to do? She's like, we want you to do the simple task that takes 20 minutes to do. And I was like, I'm so lucky everything goes my way. So we do the text. <laughs> We do the tags for 20 minutes. The rest of the time I'm sitting there looking at TikToks and pretending to be busy. Every time anybody walks by, I'm like pretending to be. And we did nothing. And it was the first time I was like, I wish I had something to do at work. I wish I had something to do. But you know, I'm so lucky everything turns my way. <laughs> the time I like girl, don't just, don't just hard, girl. Don't say it too hard, girl. No, by the time I'm like ready to leave. We just go, highway's all clear. I get home and then my boyfriend's like, what did you do all day? And I was like, you know, we did a lot of work and um, we got paid for it. That's it. <laughs> yes. That's what I the whole week's been. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the whole week has been. But I'll tell you what, I'm sick and tired. Oh my God damn. And I'll keep this in the podcast. Sick and tired of my goddamn period playing games on me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I was late for four days. <gasps> I've been late a lot too. This man, four days is like too much for me, right? Because on the first day, I'm like, okay, whatever. The second day, I'm like, oh, interesting. You know, what did I change about my diet? Did I not go to the gym on like time, whatever? The third day gets a little sus. And then on the fourth day, I'm like, well, I'm looking at the stroller and seeing if it's like hydraulic or whatever. Does it fit Stop. in my car? <laughs> Shut up, girl. Shut up. But again, y'all, I'm so lucky everything goes my way. I got my period exactly when I went to go pee. And I was looking up Amazon like strollers and being like, you know what? I need to get these invitations out for my baby show. <laughs> Oh, I would have cleared I, my search history and everything so quick after. Well, I got my period. All I could think of was like, golly, I can drink again. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth issues all stand. Can she drink? Can she not drink? Because it's nice. Uh, uh, but that's how my week is been. <laughs> <laughs> hey coming into the new year i know right because i had this dream like that we were in, that we were on our trip to greece and i already know the dress that i was gonna get and um i was just picturing myself I was like what is it gonna look like with a seven month belly oh 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 can oh, I travel no. at seven months? No, you can't travel. I'm glad that's over with. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No baby. 
and I and I know I say that as someone who has the ability to uh, still give birth and I'm not saying that because it's you know I don't want children just right now a little disclaimer I don't think it's appropriate for me to conceive yeah no 100% like if you're about it you're about it 100% the thing is that some of us even though like we're the appropriate age are thinking about other things like I just yeah you've heard the whole speed the speech right like I just Mm -hmm. mentally I cannot right now in my right now where I am right now take care of another human being I can't right now I just can't I did it for two weeks and I was like no thank you no I can't not right now I know I mean I feel you I'm like a dog but I want one Well, don't you want three? You said I want three kids. Who? You. You said I want two extra dogs. I mean, okay, so I've been thinking there's one page that has a pig and she brings her pig everywhere. She sings for her pig. And one of her like catchphrases is like dance for me, mommy. And so they have those like little buttons, <laughs> those like little the buttons that like dogs are that are really popular with dogs right now, where like the dog tells you what they want. Shut up, bitch. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, <absolutely>. treat, bitch. <laughs> Basically, a lot of people are about putting bitch, and they don't know what they don't know the repercussions of what's happening. But so I keep on seeing these things of pigs, and my my baby kind of looks like a pig sometimes, and I'm like, I just feel like. Vicente would get a, would get along with the micro pig really well, but then I was what googling micro pigs more, and micro pigs never stay micro. No, they don't. They grow no. to full size pigs. Yeah, and then you have to like give them to like a slaughterhouse. People eat them. I don't want that. Well, technically, you don't have to give them to a slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah you do, Trinier. You that makes no sense. Why can't you just cremate it and keep it in your necklace? Because. Because the thing is that the micro pigs become these big ass pigs, and very I I know very little farms, very little farms that are like okay, yes, your pig gets massive. We're <laughs> we're gonna give it free range. We're just gonna take care of them and love them and care for them forever. There are very little farms that actually would like do that, and the ones that do i think you have to pay like an absurd amount of money to give it to them mm. and the ones that don't they have to make a profit so the profit is that your old ass pig that came too big is now going to be dinner for Trinier noel and whoever else you know like it's just the reality of it crispy bacon yes this is the third conversation i've had about pork meat today I just want our our listeners know pork meat is the most disgusting meat. I understand that people think it's delicious, but it's the most disgusting meat out on market. And I'm gonna keep on on eating that pork meat, y'all. Just do your thing, bro. Yeah, the panin, the chicharron. Oh my god. With the limon on it. Mm. I'll tell you this. I had an ex-boyfriend who's a vet who went to Iraq and one day 
and he was telling me the story when he was a like meat eater and I was like I'll make you pig if you want pig but I just I don't eat it so you have to tell me what it tastes like at every step right the seasonings and whatever and he's like no I don't eat um pork that's the one meat I won't eat and he told me the story he's like I was a vet I went to Iraq we had a really bad day where an explosion went off Mm -hmm. and I was part of the detail that went out and went to see who was alive and who was not alive and then cleaned up the scenes which means pulled their bodies out of the car whatever it is um and he's like you don't understand this but like burning flesh human flesh smells exactly like pork that's what I need again looks feels smells exactly like he didn't eat it but he was like i wouldn't put it past me to say that it tastes the same because it smells exactly the same well they say that can some cannibals say that humans taste like pork Pork. hey just call me chris p bacon (laughs) 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 but yeah i don't know i try not to eat a lot of pork sometimes Overall, the smell of meat—it could be chicken, beef, pork, whatever, or any like meat basic. Lately, it's just been stinking. Or like every other month, like I'll just be like, "Yeah, I need to just go veggie this week," because it just stinks. Like it smells so bad. Yeah. I mean, every time I moved here, I have that infliction more and more, mostly yeah. because not the same. It's not the same sanitary process. So I don't know what it is about. I like, I'm, I don't know how expensive air conditioning is here, but apparently it is a premium thing to have because very little places have air conditioning and the places that should have air conditioning don't. So I'm like, meat markets here, girl, it's just meat out in the open and you can smell everything. And I'm like... We're in the city, like we're not even in the campos, we're not even in the state of Mexico. We are in Mexico City, which is like the closest you'll get to like a Boston in Mexico. And the meat markets outside of a supermarket, the meat markets like on the like the more like independent ones, then one of them has refrigeration. Not one, not one. <laughs> and I just and I think that has been turning my stomach more and more to eating less meat. But then I, you know, but then I fuck up a taco and it's like, it's such a hard dynamic. <laughs> it's such a hard dynamic. Where are you getting this taco? So I remember you were so scared to like, remember when we were in Mexico City and you were like, I know it's tempting to get like the, um, the little vendor's food, but just don't, because like you're gonna yeah. get food poisoning. And then, sure enough, two months later, you're over here like I have food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the problem is that the food poisoning I have gotten has all been seafood. Not one of it has been meat, and that's the most surprising part. No, one of them was chicken. One of them was a rotisserie chicken that I knew smelled funny, but I was like, maybe it's maybe it's what's it called? Maybe it's ah, oh, what is that? Adobo. Because their adobo and our adobo is right, it's two different things. So I was like, oh, this probably smells and tastes like adobo, and I just don't know what it tastes like. No, no, it was it was rotten meat. <laughs> I had a bite and I threw the rest of it away. And that one bite fucked me up. But the thing about the thing that I have learned about taco trucks, the thing that I or not taco trucks, taco stands, is that if the meat is 
overly cooked. Like when I'm telling, when I'm talking about overcooked, I'm talking about it is in a boiling sauce for hours and hours and hours. Girl, you fine. <laughs> you are <laughs> fine. If that me has been cooking from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m., you are good. They have killed. If there is anything alive in that part of meat, that it is dead, girl. The meat is dead. <laughs> Any bug that flew over is dead. <laughs> Any bacteria is dead, girl. Dead. I promise you it has died. We went to one place. We went to one place in East Tapalapa, which is where my partner's from, like where he, his like family's like hometown. And there was this one boiling meat, and I forgot what it is. I want to say it was, I don't know what the fuck was it. It was suadero, and I can't remember what suadero is. But to my Mexican listeners, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, but it was suadero, and the I like I was like, how long do you think it's been there? Like it, it literally was boiling. We were there for maybe two hours. And, and I just, it felt like it was an infinite part of me. <laughs> it was infinite. <laughs> like, it was, and the thing is that it's tall. Like, they put a lot of fucking meat in there. So it is a tall, like, uh, what is it called? It's a oh. tall caldero. So the caldero is huge, and the, the pot, the pot is huge. So obviously there's a lot of meat in there. And the tacos, they're serving, like, very little meat. So they're literally been boiling that bitch from, like, day to night. <laughs> and that's what you're eating. And so it's... <laughs> <laughs> and that is the meat that I, Noel Puejo, recommend. If you are coming to Mexico and you see that they are putting raw meat on something, I don't recommend that because that raw meat has been out there raw. Raw dog in the air for a hot ass minute. It has been fucked by every bug, every everything for a good fucking minute. But the ones that are boiling, anything that is guisado, Bitch, fuck that shit up. Fuck that <laughs> shit up. That is 12, 12, 24, 48, 67 hours of cooking. <laughs> nothing, nothing survived. There is nothing alive in there. I promise you this. The hand, somebody's hand that fell in that bitch is cooked. It's cooked. <laughs> it's fully cooked. Trust me. I am the fingerprints me. off, sis. The fingerprints oh. off, bitch. Off. And those are the t- those are the places that I've gone to. Or that I took Trenier and the or I've gone to with Rodolfo that I've been mm-hmm. like, okay, my stomach candles this. Like I can this feels like home. When mommy's make a pollo guisao for the past two hours, that that bitch, everything's cooked. Everything's cooked. And I can fuck with that. And so here, I know taco trucks are not buying from City Market, which is like the Whole Foods of Mexico. They're not buying from City Market. I know they're not. Am I buying from my personal house, City Market? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i don't mm-hmm. buy I, I will see meat in other grocery stores and there's the one thing that always throws me off is that i know that meat normally isn't that bright pink color i know that a majority of that is dyed most meat is like gray because <laughs> you killed thing you killed it you took the blood out so like the meat is not going to end up being a bright pink color because the blood is normally out of it. That's the reality of it. That's the thing that anyone who's in culinary and food service, whatever, they know that part of it is dye. <laughs> the Sumesa, which is the grocery store next to his house, I think they forget to dye certain parts of it because the meat is bright red. Br- red, girl. Not even pink no more. It's bright red. The bone is the color of soot. 
the bone is charcoal. The bone is ash after a dead body. It is gray, bitch. Gray. It, I. It feels so true. Like it feels like it feels like I'm in an Adams Family movie or something like that. Where like it just feels off. And so I don't buy that. That means I do not buy, even though it's from a grocery store. I just. I skip past it. I, I I respect my body enough to be like, mm, no, thank you. And more, uh, even more of a reason to go veggie. <laughs> Can't trust all this meat out here. Mm-hmm. Not unless you kill it yourself. And I, yes. and I just know. I just know. When a lot of me, like, when I tell people, like, I don't eat meat, and they get, like, super, like, defensive about it. I'm like, how many animals that you actually eat would you kill yourself? No, okay. Because, like, even a chicken, like, would you be able to, like, snap its head off? Because I've seen people do that, and they don't think twice about it. That's why I have someone do it for me. (laughs) Damn, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Trina's like, that's why I have a butcher. I trust a butcher. They're good, girl. I mean, if we ended up in the wilderness, like, if if we end up in zombie apocalypse wilderness time girl me and demel right next to each other vegetarians right next to each other we are going to be demel's gonna teach me the ways of the veggie and we're gonna fuck shit up i believe it i believe it in my spirit yeah i'll be like this tree fungus right now that mushroom tastes exactly like chicken let's just eat that let's not fuck around with trainer and her bullshit trying to kill animals (laughs) you don't want snakes no no (laughs) As a matter of fact, do you know you have to catch a snake before you kill it? I'm going to be the master hunter. If we were ever lost, <laughs> we were ever whatever, like zombie apocalypse, I will be the hunter. I just oh, remember, Trinier, we're in, if we're, okay, zombie apocalypses always happen only one way, only one way, and it is disease of the flesh. Girl, I am not going to trust any flesh after that. I oh, promise, yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're promise right. you, if if in Resident Evil, if the dogs can become zombies, girl, bitch, how you know chicken not going to become a zombie, girl? Oh, well, I want to go for the typical meat. <laughs> Just to let you know, I saw a video where it was like, there was this, uh, they documented this plant and a scientist found this plant and it's like most like virgin-esque type of level and they put it next to their other plants and the plant the next day looked like a different plant and then they found out that plants just mimic each other so we don't even fucking know what plants look like because apparently they're alive they can look at other plants and just go the way that they the other ones look like <laughs> isn't that fucked up that's some bullshit that is it bullshit. Like the biggest about to lose their goddamn mind after they find out that plants have eyes. They have feelings. Yeah. Feelings, emotions. All right. They scream when you cut them. Oh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth stops eating. She starts doing photosynthesis. Just I'm just um, <laughs> breathing in oxygen. Yep. <laughs> well, but speaking okay. of things that piss us off, hold on. Before we start going into the podcast, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> so TikTok again, TikTok is my addiction. I'm just gonna fully say it. Whatever. 
So I, you know, you like something and then you get certain blah, 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 blah. So this year I started off with liking food stuff. And so a lot of food stuff pops up on my page and I like because I get a whole bunch of recipes. But I also like a lot of movie clips. And, so when, and I've seen these movies, but the clip, I don't know, it drags me right back into it. Have y'all seen the movie Fences? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That one scene, when that, this is Denzel Washington, no? Yes. Yes. Okay, that one scene where Denzel, it, it is a clip that pops up on my timeline, where Denzel Washington tells, tells Viola Davis that he is, that he's about to be a daddy, and it's not mm-hmm. from her. It's going to be from his, the woman he's been having an affair with. Mm-hmm. And I, there was something about that scene that has angered me in a way that I forgot the reason why I hate that movie so much. Because I love the movie because the Viola she gave it best work. I honestly like I I have a hard time now watching Black Pain and Pain of People of Color because I just it is just I don't know. I feel like we watched way too many slave things when we were growing up and way too many mm-hmm. things of like our people getting harmed. And I'm just I'm just not in the mood for it. 2023, I'm I don't want to watch Antebellum. You know, like I saw with Janelle Monet, that movie was stupid. I just I have no desire, no taste. There's no taste, no flavor for any of those types of movie. And there's a new one coming out, another slave movie. And I'm like, I don't want to. I just I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna do it. But watching that movie fucked me up. Like I genuinely fucked me up because he, Fences has come out for a long time. So there's no spoilers, y'all. Y'all need to go watch the movie if you haven't seen it. But he literally tried to justify his having an affair with another woman and and his comfort and his happiness. And I, again, a certain type of anger because of the trauma that I've dealt with in my life, it, re, it, re, it re, I don't know what it did. It reset me, researched me, regenerated. I don't know. It did something to my body where I was uncomfortable for several hours. Because it, how do you have the audacity? This woman, and this happens with a lot of like heteronormative relationships. And I don't know if it happens with the queer ones very often, because I don't, I, I don't, I don't know of a lot of like long-lasting queer ones. And the long-lasting ones, they have their own whatever dynamics. But in straight relationships, when you see in media, it happens a lot, where like the men try to justify their cheating with their lack of happiness. Oh, I have. I haven't been happy, so I went to go find my happiness. Oh, I, she asked him, she was like, are you going to leave her? And he was like, no, I can go to her house and I can feel the laughter from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. And it, and then her response, obviously she gave that great performance, where she was like, oh, I've been standing here with you for 18 years. I planted a seed in you. And I, you know, obviously, like, I noticed that the soil was fucking rotten, that it was cracked, that there was nothing, I, that seed wasn't going to grow, but I held you for 18 years. And that line fucks me up. I don't know what, that line fucks me up every single time because I'm like, I don't understand what is it about. And it, this, and I feel like this happens more often. Uh, I, several TikToks have been fucking me up because then I saw a TikTok right after being like, Oh, can can you some guy asking some random girl, can you handle cheating? Or who hurt who hurts cheating the most, the man or the woman? And she was like, obviously the man, because the woman is expected to be to fall into some sort of pain. She's expected to get less. And she's expected to be in this. And men don't expect that. Men expect to be constantly given to. They're not expected to give as much. They're expected to be constantly taking. 
And then after, there was another TikTok account where it was like abusive parents and abusive blah, blah, blah. And I had to block her because I was like, oh, I, I want to support you because I, your content is like obviously real and it's helping other people out. But I have to block you because this is triggering. And what it, I just, it is a fierce audacity of men. And I feel like this specifically happens a lot with that gender, <laughs> with the gender of people who identify as male, where they justify such an extreme violence you know because that is what it is it is a violence it is a a violent action for someone to be with you for a certain amount of time and you decided that you were no longer happy even though you having questioned whether her happiness was there too or tried to figure it out with her you just decided that you were no longer happy and that you are going to come up to her and now have and you're going to tell her that you had an escape blah 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 and then the bitch dies during birth and now Viola Davis has to take care of your baby your baby from the affair like I know this was the 19th something <laughs> so obviously times were different and this is just the reality of what you have to do because he made the money he had to bring money home but it it was it is just it, it brought a sense of like there is a <laughs> there, and I wonder if <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wonder if all women or fed people feel this, but I just like is is there like even if your partner is an amazing partner, I feel like there's just still an angry there's there's moments where you just get angry at them just because they're a man, and I just but I just wonder if other people deal with that too. Do you? Because it's just like I think that there are moments in my relationship where I can see my partner's father and him and I've never met them. I've never met my partner's father and I've never interacted with this person. I've never nothing. Um, but I know based off of what they have told me, this is a, that, that there are moments where they're, they're, their father reflects in them. And, and it's always when they get angry. It's never like a positive trait. It's never like, oh, my daddy told me how to ride a bike and I'm going to teach you one how to do one too. It's always my dad used to give attitude, so I give attitude now. And so there are moments where, like, where I can, like, see, like, a little glimpse of hyper-masculinity. And that glimpse of hyper-masculinity pisses me off. As much as it turns me on, too, like, there's obviously a sexuality to it where it's, like, oh, you opened the door for me, that shit, my pussy's wet. Like, it's just, there's certain, like, chivalrous things that I'm, like, okay, that in the context of masculinity, I desire and I find that desirable. You know, like... If we're in the middle of a stranded island, I'm hoping that he will hunt for the fish. You know, like I'm hoping that he will do that thing that is stereotypically male. And I'm hoping that he would do that. I'm just, it is a reality. And I will do whatever is my stereotypical role in that sort of space and I will cook the fish, you know? And so that is desirability. And that case where it becomes a sort of like addition to yourself, that is desirable. But when it becomes toxic masculinity and it becomes a sort of space, there it's it's an anger there's a there's a very deep sense of anger for me and my body that it it frustrates me a lot (laughs) i feel like what and i (laughs) and i and the one thing that i feel like i have a problem with in novelas and in black movies both those spaces do these things where when the men become when the man becomes a villain where you no longer see actor. You see that man as villain. <laughs> like you no longer, is no longer the good and kind Denzel Washington. It is that motherfucker from Fences where I have a deep anger of him doing Viola Davis dirty. 
Terrence Howard. Yes, like we all know. We all know the people who like we've watched growing up and the the things that we've watched, where like you get a deep, deep sense of anger from watching these people, and it doesn't, and it, and and now you categorize these actors as these people of like violence or these people of whatever. Obviously, we're not going to do that to Denzel because Denzel has had a whole career of like good. But then he also had training day where he was a shithead too, and <laughs> I was like mad again. Yeah, but then many, I just, he had many movies where he was like a shithead. Many Denzel Washington was hot sexy. I mean, I've only I've only yeah. seen like three. Denzel has never been one of them. Like I know he's famous, I know he's popular, but I haven't seen too many movies. <laughs> but I think obviously what I'm stating is that I hate toxic masculinity. I think that's the thing that I just really dislike. But are there moments? I want to ask y'all to them. Are there moments where that is enacted in your relationship and you get like un like. Even if it's just like a small thing, do you get overly angry about it? Jamel, you look like you want to say something. So, <laughs> well, I want to say a couple of things. If you watch Fences, yes, okay, yes, he's fucking toxic. Like he's Denzel ain't act up. He 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 acted up, right? But if you rewatch it, there's a scene where the like neighborhood special needs man is walking up the street oh his brother yeah he's walking up the street with his apricots and it's one of the scenes that's like okay this marriage isn't as strong as like the movie is trying like what others would portray it as and so when he came up with like i've been unfaithful i'm having this kid by another, i was like i knew it 100 and the only reason why viola davis's character was open to taking care of the kid is because she was also done with the marriage they were in the marriage because they're married but if you watch that scene you realize that they're like over each other like she's there trying and i guess it's i relate to it because i've been in relationships where it's like we're together but like we're not really together like we're just trying and there's difference between being together and there's and, and trying because when you're together you're in it 100% with each other and when you're trying you know that the relationship is done over with and that you're both like okay I'm going to figure it out with other people and um we're just out here like make trying to figure it out which is the only reason I felt like okay she her scene is amazing so if you never watched I'm just watch it because her scene is amazing where he ends up telling her i have a kid she's got boogers coming out of her nose come on now when we have ever watched a hollywood star a female hollywood star boogers at home no doing the most you know what i mean just doing that shit but she acquiesced to taking care of the child but it's because she knows the marriage with him is like over and done with and they're just trying at that point with that being said, yes, <clears throat> I did a lot of um, alpha males. I like to call them alpha males. And the misogynist version of them comes out in many different forms. And sometimes, so like, you know how like you forget sometimes how bad of a bitch you are? Um, and, yes. <laughs> yes, actually. I was going to say, hell no, but yeah. <laughs> Some of, sometimes you forget how bad of a bitch you are. And so when you get into conversations 
that end up getting you upset, which I've been in many conversations that end up getting me upset with many of boyfriends that I've had that are like, damn, this boy is playing me. And I realized, oh, for the past three weeks, I have not been that bad bitch that I am. And so you have to revert back to it. For example, a few months ago, we're selling the house. We sell the house. Jen gets upset. And he's talking about like how we're, you know, like, oh, you don't pay bills, blah, blah, blah. I pay all the bills. So you don't know how like stressful this is for me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I over hate here, that. I know. And I'm over here being like, you're right. I don't pay any of the bills. I feel like a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I sleep on it. Mm-hmm. I sleep on it. I wake up the next day. And I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. You goddamn piece of shit. You get this pussy for free. You don't think I'm not going to walk out this door, leave you here with a five-bedroom home, and just peace out and not get another man? Are you out of your goddamn mind? So after that mentality came back and I started acting like myself again, that's when it all got good. But yes, I've been in multiple situations where like misogynism comes from like a place of like, they're trying to like escalate on top of you. But if you have like your right set of mind, like if you start believing the shit that is going on around you and you forget like the strength that you have as a human being, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel unmanageable. It can feel like paralyzing, really, in general. Um, but misogynism is weak. That's what I figured out. Misogynism is super weak. It is deteriorated by like the power that you have as a person, as a partner, or as a like just a, just as a normal person to like overcome that. Because misogynism at its base level is nar- narcissism. And if you don't know how to cut that shit off at the fucking foot, you can get cut up in like, I'm, I'm getting attacked by this. Like I'm, I'm, like, I'm living it or whatever it is. Not saying that misogynism isn't like a problem because it is in the Latino community, a hundred percent. It's a problem. But if you face it on and if you act, feel, or pretend to be, as like powerful as you are, you can like head it on. But I've been in multiple situations like that. It's just all about like, I don't know. Misogyny just goes hand in hand with narcissism. If you just don't know how to head it, if you can't head it with like power and like presence, it can feel so bad, so bad. So in the same moving fences, when he comes up with, I've been cheating on you. I have the child. You're going to take care of it. She goes, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. I am going to take care of this child because I had it and I've been taking care of you and I'll take care of this kid that comes from your little mistress or whatever it is. And he ends up, you know, being like, all right, I'll bow down to you. I mean, yeah, there is a... It's funny that you said that because I feel like I had a moment recently where it was like, oh... Where where care where the lack of the lack of doing things was called out where it was like oh you don't do blah blah, blah. and I think that's a reminder because I I think that there's there's a thing that happens in those in the in that situation where misogyny is a really big part of it 
and also just like a big part of like intimacy in general where it's like you're not counting the times you do certain things like I don't think any of us are like in our relationships being like oh this week I have sucked this dick at least four times you know like you're not counting you're like you're like I'm just living we're just living I'm not counting the 20 times I asked you if you wanted water and I got you water you know like I'm not counting the times that I've cooked and you haven't cooked. I'm not counting the times I've made this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not counting those things. But I think that there is a... Which there is this one, one YouTube, like, really couples counselor that I, like, watched a couple times and I really like her. And she was like, oh, that is, like, one tactic of, like, manipulation that they try to, like, put on you of like saying that you don't do a certain amount of things, even though that's invalidating. If, if you are in a healthy relationship, you are clearly both doing a lot of things. Like it doesn't, you're not necessarily counting it, but to invalidate your feelings about something or to validate their anger about something, instead of being like, hey, I you did X, Y, and Z wrong, and I'm really upset about this one isolated moment, there's a desire to be like, you have not done nothing for a very long time, or you have not done X, Y, and Z for a minute. And that happened to me recently, where it was like, oh, you don't, I forgot what it was about, something about the, like, me not caring about something about the home or something like that. And I'm like, you can't say that I don't care, because I'm like, I do do I do my own significant amount of things when you're not looking or when you're not paying attention. It's like, you know, like, like, you know, my partner, my partner's a partier for sure. He's probably like 10 times more of a partier than I am. So if he gets really drunk and if he gets, if we go out, like he loves a four, four in the morning, coming back home at four or five in the morning. He loves that shit. I'm at two o'clock. I'm ready to go back home. <laughs> I'm lately that has been my mood. When I was young, when I was younger, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll be out until four in the morning. But lately, my body has not been interested in it. I've been tired. It is. I have been physically tired. But for some reason, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't find that. Str- he finds strength to be out later than to find strength to wake up earlier. So I'm like, okay, when you get really drunk and you're not capable of like taking care of yourself, normally one of us has to be sober enough, you know, so I can't get super drunk. So it's like, I'll be drunk, but I'll be drunk enough that I'm cohesive, you know, that I can order us a car to get back home. So I'm like, boom, labor. And and then, you know, there was like a thing about like, you know, not taking, not being cautious about certain things. Cause I'm like, I'm, I don't not I'm not always because it's not my home. It's like, you know, like, obviously we share the space that he lives in, but it's his space. And so, like, there are moments where, like, I don't remember everything all the time. So I'm like, yes, if you put a towel on our dog's cage, I'm assuming that towel is for the dog. You know, it is just my assumption. My apologies if I made a mistake. I just thought that that was for the dog. And, you know, he got upset that it was, he was like, but that's not for the dog. I just put it there to dry. But I'm like, then why would you put it next to the dog? The dog is going to touch it either way. The hair is going to get on it. So it's like, your logic isn't making sense, but you want me to make the logic of it. And I'm like, that just, it just, it's not circulating. Like your brain power isn't helping you out. And it's not helping me out with my lack of brain power at this moment too. But you know, like, I'm like, when you're, when you have to stay, when you have to sleep in late because you're exhausted because you just been out until five in the morning, you're not getting up until two or three in the afternoon the next day. Our dog has to pee at nine o'clock exactly. And if you do 901, he's already peed on himself. So 
one of us has to be responsible. And so there was, like, and I think the most recent one that pissed me off was like, there was no water in the watering bowl. Me and the dog are cuddling on the couch. And so you woke up and so now he's like rowdy wanting to do things. And he noticed that there wasn't any water there. And he was like, oh, you can't just give him love. You have to give him water. And I'm like, but he wasn't in need of water. You know, like he is literally sleeping on my lap on the couch. We good, fam. When he's in need of food and water, I will obviously remember to do it. But at this moment, I just centered the, the love and affection, the tiredness that my animal needs at the moment. And so I was like, you can't call me off for something like that. You can't. And we had an argument about that recently where I was like, I'm going to need you to structure language in a way that doesn't attack the validity of the things that I do. And that was like, I was like, we're going to go into 2023. And we both deeply love each other, very much love each other. And we've known, and I noticed it when I was like really sick of COVID and he was overly taking care of me. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker loves me for sure. (laughs) Like, I believe it. If I didn't believe it before, I believe it now. Um, and I was like, in 2023, I don't want us going into language that isolates what we're not doing enough of. If you are upset about an, an isolated moment, then talk about the isolated moment. But don't talk about it as like every single time you do it. Because I'm like, it has been three to four weeks since I've done it. And I've been pretty good. And I fucked up this one time. You can't do that. We can't do that in intimacy. It just can't be the, it can't be the structure we set up on. Because then I'm going to do it to you too. And if you are initiating that, then I'm also going to initiate it too. So now when someone asks me, is he romantic? I'd be like, no, fuck him. He's never romantic. Even though he has had a lot of growth since we've been in an intimate relationship together. But because you want to be like, oh no, the bitch can't pick up her own fucking dishes. Then I'm going to also then regurgitate the same shit. And so it's like... But I think that that is a trait that is deeply learned through masculinity, through toxic masculinity of like, you know, fathers telling mothers that they're not enough for doing one thing or like getting upset with the mother when they had when they cook the same exact thing. But there's no other fucking food in the house. What you expect, my dog? Like, there's nothing else. I hate to get off with but you are you are dating Mexican. No, no, absolutely. That is like a thing that like. I have, I have my, my, most of my relationships, my first, my first relationship was with a Mexican and then my most recent one and all the ones in between have been with black men. And so it is obviously, these are things and each and every one of those, it is a thing that I have to unpack. And even when I've dated non-binary people, if, because they have penises and because they have grown up assigned male at birth they have also learned certain traits. And even though we're queer and we're super queer and we're femme and all that type of shit, it doesn't mean that it doesn't pop up for myself either. And it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. pop up for all of us. Mm-hmm. This toxic masculinity isn't only like a thing that is male-centered. We can also pick up those traits too and then regurgitate those things. And the same thing that there is toxic femininity, for sure. As much as I don't want to believe it, but it is a thing. <laughs> Do I use it to my advantage? Absolutely. <laughs> I, you will not call me out for it. <laughs> cancel. Cancel. Period. Talk to femininity. Excuse me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know, it is a thing that I barely believe in anyways. Because I use it to my advantage. But there are things that are toxic in that space for sure. But I just... I. 
I don't know why watching that scene in Fences, even though he did some other good shit in Fences too. But there's just something about people I'd like, again, justifying a deep sense of harm. It's just, oh, especially when men do it, it's like, it just feels so, it feels violent. It just feels extremely violent. Yes. And so I started off the new year with watching that and I was like, well, man, I'm angry and I haven't felt that angry since college. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to bring this up to y'all. <laughs> I don't know I feel like I usually experience a lot of that stuff like with my fathers so like my stepfather and biological father um because with my current partner I feel like though like there's been times when like we're watching the cut or like a certain like male musical artist um hip-hop artist like would come up and you know he would say things like oh you know um, women who listen to like this type of music or like listen to this certain like male hip-hop artist like it's a red flag like it's a, automatically a red flag um or like oh um this person on the cut like you know if any guy were to run in like run into her in real life like what she says or what she like is currently doing like would be a red flag and so I feel like in like those moments it's kind of like that reminder of like oh like I am kind of like dating a man (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) in a lot of our moments it is very like loving caring and I will say I kind of am lucky to have like a fifth like very like 50 50 relationship someone who is very chivalrous someone who has had growth since so kind of the same um situation as noel someone who has had growth and has developed into like someone who's like a little bit more like more romantic and you know things of that nature but there's still certain like words phrases or kind of the like that talk of oh women can't shouldn't be doing this that like still pops up and so that also like stemmed from you know like my childhood because even recently like there was one time when I got um drunk around my partner threw up (laughs) and he was taking care of me and then I remember mentioning it to my biological father he was like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that and I'm like well, you know, like, obviously, like, I went over the limit, but, you know, I was having fun, I was enjoying myself, and I wasn't really, you know, coherent in terms of, like, setting my limit, he was like, well, but you don't want to look like that in front of, you know, your partner, and so Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, I just really hate that sort of mentality, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to kind of shelter myself in order to please my partner who is a man who is you know quote unquote stereotypically supposed to be catered to and you know I'm supposed to present myself as a certain way I can't fart I can't poop I can only you know do these certain things I was like no I'm going to do all that because I need to (laughs) Um, so yeah some of that language ends up popping up sometimes and so I am really good at just 
being like, okay, like, let me understand, like, where you're coming from. Like, I want to know exactly, you know, what you mean by this. I want you to develop a sort of language where you can say what you say, but then also back up what you say. So then I could, you know, understand your context. Obviously, I'm not dumb. I know. But like, I also want him to further explain, um, you know, what it means his thought process how he's processing it and then you know obviously like I want to give my feedback too in which you know why why are you thinking this way or like oh you know mm, like this is how I'm thinking of it so you know thank you for your perspective um I also want you to hear mine so then we can at least have like some sort of you know common ground and my fear would be you know him possibly having a daughter and then saying that same shit around his daughter mm-hmm. um and you know pretty much putting those norms on her and you know her probably having the same experience as I have you know but I never really I guess had a conversation on labor like who's doing what who's not doing what um I think he's good at acknowledging that I I do the most in the relationship and he always tells me but I don't want that's not an excuse for you to not step up and I told him that and sometimes and like hearing y'all's conversation and like thinking about defenses I feel like I don't think it will get to this point but in some sort of ways in the relationship I think it's reversed he is Viola and I'm Denzel um but obviously like but I'm not you know I'm not gonna go off and like cheat on him and stuff like that but I think there is that sort of role switch like I am yeah like I'm like the provider somewhat the protector I take care but I can also like take care of the household myself and then sometimes he's just there <laughs> <laughs> like I'm independent and he's there <laughs> but but you know like and, and that's why I said you know like that's why I feel almost like Denzel like in a way but not in like more of like a toxic trait um yeah our relationship is kind of like off I don't know I don't know how to even like describe it but I definitely think there's like a what you would think as like a stereotypical like role um reversal so I feel like sometimes I may be a little bit more what you could say like masculine and he's like a little bit more femme but I feel like we have an equal balance of both but I am also just a person that likes to take charge I can't help it (laughs) and so I'm trying to let go of that myself yeah I mean you know we're all tops we're all tops at heart but like we like to get piped like yes it is what it is yes <laughs> i mean absolutely i think i agree with you a lot because i think that there are moments where where it's the reversal you know like where for sure where i'm like oh i'm not going i am i think it's hard for us it's harder for us sometimes because i forget that my dollar is just it goes further you know like it goes a lot further like when i was sick we for my birthday 
we couldn't go out or do anything like that. So what we ended up doing was buying a board game and doing a puzzle. And we both liked that shit. We both love board games and we both like puzzles. So it was like, it was such a thrill to do so. And he was like, oh, we should do one once a month. And I was like, but wasn't it kind of expensive? <laughs> because everything has to be imported here. So the board game that normally would cost $25 back at Target back home is $75 here. <gasps> and there's some that are $100. And I'm like... What board game? I'm what board game? What board game? Hell no. We bought this we bought this one called, um, oh my God, what's it called? Oh my God, what's it called? I forgot what it's called, but it has a tree on it. And so basically the whole point of the game is that your planet, everyone gets a, a card that's a planet and your planet is supposed to be the one that flourishes the most. So there's certain thing. It's a, it's a, I, we, I really enjoyed the game. It was confusing as fuck at first, but I really enjoyed it. And that board game, we got it for $75. Oh, when I no. Googled it, it was $25. But the issue is that things have to be imported here. And because they're not, they're not board games from Mexico. Like they're not Mexicans who made it. Like people who have who have worked on board games here, and there were some that were Mexican board games, and they were a lot cheaper. But we won the one that we won, and it was obviously the more expensive one. And so I was like, "That's kind of pricey." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know if I want to do that every month. I don't know if I want seventy five dollars every single month going to a board game." And even though, like, obviously, we could probably go get something cheaper at like Walmart or something like that, like an Uno or something. But that we really like that store, and it's like a mom and pop store, so we wanted to support them, obviously. So I was like, oh, that just feels like a lot. And he was like, well, if we don't go to Petite Roquefort, <laughs> which is the breakfast place I like going to, he's like, if we don't go at least twice a week, then we can afford it. And I was like, That's the point. Why? <laughs> why do we have to give up Petite Roquefort? Why do we have to give up my breakfast? <laughs> 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 and these are the moments where I forget that like oh yes I am the American like I am the one I am far from rich but I am making American dollars so when we go to Petit Roquefort and our bill comes out to $25 it doesn't stress me you know like I don't feel stressed like I'm like for two breakfasts $25 that feels like a bargain that is a bargain <laughs> so that is a bargain it is, it is very cheap as a person who just came back from America where like I could get a meal for $25 myself singularly and then for us to do this for that I, it felt I feel fine <laughs> and I forget that I'm like oh wait but he's not making in dollars he's making in pesos and so I have to be conscious of like those moments and so in that moment I was for sure the Denzel of like bitch I'm focusing on my happiness my happiness yeah. is my eggs my eggs my toes girl <laughs> like I need that <laughs> I need that shit and then I'm like okay like you're right then we should probably like instead of having that three times a month let's get tacos instead and that's only going to cost us less than 100 pesos less than five dollars um and so I feel you. I get it. There are moments where I, you know, like I have to check myself and those positions too. Because I think that's the one that, I think that's the one for us. Money is the one that's always like the harder one because it's like it, like even, even when we were like, we were planning on playing a dog bed. And so he was like, it has to be this price. And I was like, what are we going to get from that price? We're not going to get a really nice dog bed for my baby and my baby needs it. <laughs> more than a fucking Tempur-Pedic 
Yeah. <laughs> and there was one that <laughs> there was one that was like five hundred dollars, and I wanted it so badly. I knew we were not. I knew that that was a fantasy of mine. It was obviously I saw it on TikTok, and I we would have to get imported. It's a lot. It would just be a lot to get that one. But I was like, no, no, no. I think we should spend at least fifty to seventy-five dollars on his bed. And he was like, oh, but he's just gonna destroy it. But I'm like, if we get a good bed hopefully the hope even though i know our dog is a dog um but the hope is that the, the better quality one won't have the stitching on the outside so he won't be able to chew it and rip it up as easily if we get one that's a little more pricey then hopefully the stitching is on it's invisible and you he can't destroy it the way he normally destroys everything and it's you know and i think that's the thing too people who people dog companies that sell anything that's like fabric y'all need to figure that shit out dogs are strong they are strong and they are violent and they destroy every fucking piece of toy that they have y'all need to figure something out there needs to be a titanium of fabric that <laughs> is like because i don't get it i just i don't get how often you can buy like unless they're tiny dogs tiny dogs don't do shit they bark and they bitch. That's all they fucking do. No, they but rip anytime it too. I know, but it's not like they're destroying a plastic dog toy like really fast. But a medium and a larger size dog, they just fuck shit up. Yeah. So it's like y'all need to figure something out where these toys and these things are not getting destroyed within the next five minutes. Because I'm tired of spending $15 for a toy and it don't last more than a fucking week. It don't make sense. Preach, girl. Preach. Because they want you to come back and spend money. Yeah, well, it's some bullshit. These are my dog. Are- my it's dog bullshit. is a blueprint for for freaking <laughs> Bowser. You know how many tough toys he's looked at. And he's looking at me. as like, "You thought this was gonna last for a long time? Here we go." And then, like thirty <laughs> minutes later, that shit is in pieces. Yeah, he takes the Yeah. Well, the one thing, the one toy that he's never destroyed is this like rainbow bone rubber thing oh yeah everything we call it the queer toy because it's rainbowed and he's eccentric like he likes to wear my clothes and all this stuff so we call it the queer toy (laughs) the other day he started like after like two years he started ripping it apart we're like (gasps) like and i've looked everywhere for this goddamn toy (laughs) to replace it because i knew one day he was like all right, I'm done with it. Cause I know he can destroy it. And everything I've given him, the tough toys for pit bulls, met for like Rottweilers and stuff like that. He he is meticulous. He will go for the stitches if he cannot get through the thread. Oh my God. So I was like, why do toy companies do this? They know they're gonna destroy it. Like this. Mm-hmm. Why do they do this? And that bone is tough. I remember throwing it too. Yeah. It's tough. And he's like, nah, I'm going to keep it because I like it. But when I don't like it, it's down forces. It's gone. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. They just want you to come back so then they can get more of your money because they know right. once that toy is gone, what are you going to do to entertain them? Get yeah. another toy. I was to set up a TikTok for Bowser and being like, hey, toy companies send me the toys that you think are undestructible and i'm going to give it to bowser and let's see how long it takes him to destroy because he will destroy it well i'll touch on this subject briefly because we were supposed to talk about it <laughs> yeah we're Rolling. nine minutes we have nine minutes left of filming yeah well i'll oh. touch on it 
The Rolling Stones top 200. <laughs> okay, so Rolling Stones came out with their top 200 vocalists of all times. There are moments, again, we're in time where we have, Billboard comes out with their Hot 100, and it makes sense where when Billboard comes out with their Hot 100, it's like literally what songs have been the most popular. So whatever it's has based been... Off the, facts. Yes, Wait, it's, it's based, based off, off facts, not opinion. Yes, and it's it's like, okay, Ariana Grande was on the list for the past 46 weeks, but Mariah Carey was on for 50. So obviously their top 100 is going to be like, Mariah Carey is over Ariana Grande because that one song has been there for a hot-ass minute. Rolling Stones, which from my understanding is supposed to be like a music, what is it, like a music magazine and a music uh, internet, whatever. But they're centered in music. So you would think that the list that they come out with from the top 200 vocal list, I would like to reiterate, vocal list. People who can sing with their mouth. People, when they sing with their mouth, they don't need no autotune. They don't need that. They can go on stage and the stage can have no music, no nothing. They can sing their songs a cappella. And it will sound as if the Lord Jesus Christ has peed all over us and we are in complete joy. They can make dogs cry. That is what should be. It 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 is music that you have been given as a gift from your mouth. That is what vocalists should stand for. And that is what mostly vocalists is there. So when you see on the top 200 list, it is mind boggling the A, it's mind-boggling the order. The order just doesn't make any sense. The fact that Brandy is 198 and Usher is like 150 or 50-something, it does not make, logically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Brandy is a vocalist. Usher can barely fucking sing. Who knows what the fuck he's doing? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I like Usher. As let me, nice let me stand up for Usher. <laughs> Did you not okay. watch the verses? <laughs> Did you not watch the verses? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. But also, again, a woman who I deeply, deeply love, Mary J. Blige. Fantastic! I love all of. Uh, there is a, a decent amount of Mary J. Blige's records, that or music, whatever her. What is it called? Her, whatever that. Whatever they call the people's the amount of music that they've done. Whatever. I cannot think of the word to save my life right now. Catalog. Catalog. That is the word. Her a decent. I would say ninety percent of her catalog. I'm in love. With. I love me some Mary. The bitch is not a vocalist. I am so sorry. She is not a vocalist. Brandy being so low on that list just does not make any sense. And again, we are talking about the top 200 vocalists of all time. Aretha Franklin has been dead for a minute. Demel the other day was like, the reason why Celine Dion is not up there is because she doesn't have any relevance lately. <laughs> and Demel, oh, everyone burned the bitch. Everyone burned Demel at the stake. Burned her at the stake. Because Aretha has been dead for years now. There is no relevance of her. But she deserves number one. So the fact that Celine... And I'm not even a big Celine Dion fan like that. After... After My Heart Will Go On, that's probably the only song that I have in my spirit of Celine Dion because I was a Titanic fiend. It does not make sense that she is not up there. It just does. There, It just also Kurt Cobain. I have listened to Kurt Cobain. I, you know, and I fuck with me some Kurt Cobain. I fuck with the haircut. I fuck with it. Is he a vocalist? 
absolutely not. Why is he so high up on that list? And Brandy is so low. And what? And again, uh, Aaliyah, she been dead, girl. She been dead. We, as me and Trinier, we were we have a group chat, so we were talking about it in the group chat. We don't even know Aaliyah's full vocal range, and the bitch is number what twenty. Yeah, she's she's like in the top 20. It doesn't. This list has angered everyone on the internet. This is, and I think they did that shit on purpose. They absolutely did that shit on purpose because the list just logically just doesn't make a lot of sense. We are talking about voices, voices of all fucking time, people who can sing their asses off. And I'm sorry, the list is just off. I don't know if Katy Perry is on that list, but I really hope she's not on that list. Yeah. Let me spoil alert. She is. Listen, listen. The rest of the list. Let me defend myself for a second. Celine Dion should have been should not have been snubbed for this role. The fact that La Rosalia is number two hundred makes a lot of sense for me because the only reason she's on the top two hundred, even if she's number two hundred, is because (laughs) she's had clout over the years. Yeah. Billie Eilish is number 198 <laughs> come <Yeah>. on <laughs> they're like you can't like sing like the rest of them but we got to put you on there for clout if it was just purely on singing neither one of those twos would have been on, on there at all 100% yes or Frank Ocean why is Frank Ocean on there who knows Fra- Frank, Frank, o- Frank Ocean is the only reason why I'm upset that's the only reason. <laughs> Frank Ocean. If you do not remember, Frank Ocean just put out some good albums. Okay, the t- he stopped performing live when he went on um the Grammys, the VMAs, the VMAs on an award show and sung live, and people were like, "Ooh, Frank Ocean can't sing, can he?" It was not bad, sis. It was bad, sis. So the the fact that he's even on this list is shocking. The top ten makes a lot of sense. We have Aretha Franklin, Otis, Mariah Carey, Beyonce. Sis, it makes a lot of sense. It uh, Whitney Houston, top ten. That makes a lot of sense. But the rest of it, it was like they gave the top ten to like the biggest like publicist the biggest like uh, reporter there that could write a set like you do top 10 and they were like bet here's here's who they are and then the rest of them they're like the interns come in and figure it out (laughs) like that's it it makes no goddamn sense it makes no goddamn sense Celine Dion should have been on the list probably Mm -hmm. top 10 my heart will go on are you out of your goddamn mind that you're not gonna put her on there I would also like to say I love Beyonce, but Beyonce being that high is is a little forced to me. It's a little bit forced because even Michael Jackson is lower than Beyonce, and that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I'm like those two have have they they are up there. They're just up. Michael should have been in the top ten. I don't understand why he's not in the top ten. Let's not put it aside though. Beyonce has become a good vocalist. I know she didn't start off as it. No, 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 for sure. I have all the you put my love on top. <laughs> Come on, ain't oh, no way. Wow. 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 Beyonce is that you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. My daughter blues right here. 
I, I fuck with Beyonce hardcore and Beyonce can sing. I'm not doubting any of Beyonce's talent. But again, on that list is just I'm 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 just gonna say the controversial thing. I just think Lion Beyond can sing better than Beyonce. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> or no, again, Juan Gabriel sing better than Beyonce. La, um, Senya Cruz can sing better than they have range. Absolutely. And they literally like I and Beyonce also again, Beehive don't come for me because I I'm a Beyonce stan. I fuck with her through and through. But I'm saying in the collarbone of vocal range, it just doesn't make sense how the older stars from our generation, like from our family's generations are so low. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like these are people that can sing again, sang. These are people that their pipes, they can go on for like, it is just, these people can sing. Like it is just, again, I'm not going to go religious here, but I am. It is a, it is a blessing from the Lord. It is a blessing. <laughs> That they did not put my homegirls, the Clark sisters in this bitch. The fact that they didn't put Yolanda Adams in this bitch. The fact that they didn't put Marvin Sapp in this bitch don't make no sense to me. They are literally singing for the Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> like gospel sing. When you hear music, music is a phenomenal tool that we have. It is a thing that we all love and enjoy. But when you think about these people who can do runs, who can sing high, low, up, down, side to side, you cannot not give credit to gospel music. God, like you hear gospel music, even if you are not religious, girl, that little tear is going to come from your eye. You know it. You know when Team Rocket was always blasted off, that little star? That star is going to be at the corner of your fucking eye. It just happens. It happens. Well, I was also surprised that um, I, from this, what I remember, two K-pop stars were on the list. And I'm yes! like, whoa, whoa, whoa. One, America, like billboards, you have just, and Rolling Stones, like you have just like really gotten into that market. How are they the greatest of all time? IU, yes, girl, you can sing. She wasn't on there. No, I she is. No, what number? What number? It's it's some I don't. It's like one whatever, but she's on the fucking list. I saw it. Okay, I respect that. I respect IU. The other ones, I didn't understand why they were there, and why isn't there? Why isn't Boa on there? Like my thing is okay. I agree with Demel. This list is really based at least this year's list because I don't know what other previous years list look like but this top 200 for this year it seems more of a popularity party so of course Celine Dion isn't gonna be on it because I don't know maybe she she's just, got hate. come on my girl she's just yeah she's been low-key she's been low-key ever since her husband died she said she wasn't going to be singing like that anymore after he died. Mm-hmm. But she, come on, you have Mariah Carey in top 10, but you just don't have Celine Dion on it. Right. She's and the she, same and fucking Mariah label. Carey, and Mariah Carey be singing the same song every year. All I want for Christmas is you. Her mouth. You are going to put respect on her name. <laughs> Can I help you? We are going to respect Mariah Carey. Yes, she has lost her voice. 
The greats always lose their voice, bitch. Don't come for her. This is the Little Lambs podcast. We are <laughs> okay, <today>. Lamb. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it, like, all the, mm. this shit talking that I'm doing, like, it comes with love. Like, I do truly, like, love. I love Mariah Carey. Oh, um, I like, you know, most of the people on the list. I just think that <sighs> I believe that if you are going to create a list that is the greatest of all time, GOAT, you cannot intermingle genres. I'm sorry, because each genre offers its own authenticity. It offers its own sound. It offers its own like vocal system. So obviously, Kurt Cobain can't sing like Yolanda Adams. Like, I'm obviously, I, me, myself, I'm going to pick Yolanda Adams because I'm like, okay, this is a voice that I gravitate towards. It's something that, you know, it's it's more emotionally attached to me because it feels like I'm going to cry. Like, I'm not going to cry with Kurt Cobain, like maybe with a couple songs, but I'm usually like in my rah-rah shit. I'm not, <laughs> but the thing is, it's just, it's just a different sound. Like, I'm not. He doesn't have a voice of an angel, but <laughs> and that's kind of like what I kind of gravitate towards. And so this is why I think one stuff like this is low key a popularity contest. Two, it's too biased. It's way too biased because, right? As we're talking now, Celine Dion versus Mariah Carey versus Beyonce, and we're not saying that these people sing bad. It's just there's certain ranges, there's certain vocal systems that sound better with certain artists. And guess what? That is opinion. And that's the thing with all these lists, like greatest of all time, hip hop artist, greatest of all time, gospel singer, greatest of all time, songs in general. It comes from the court of public opinion. So as much as, you know, we want to bring music as a whole together i'm sorry if i hear some some samoans like a like a samoan tribe singing and then there's beyonce i probably am gonna pick the samoan tribe because there's just there's just like this rawness and richness within their voice and i don't know like it's again it's something that i would gravitate towards and it depends on the time of day. Like, maybe I will pick Beyonce over them. Because, you know, like, I'm trying to do this sort of artwork. I'm looking for this sort of inspiration. But if I'm, but I'm watching Avatar and this and indigenous folk music is what it's, I'm, it's closest to. So I'm probably in that mood that's it, that day. So I don't know. It's, the list is shit. And I'm just going to say that the list is shit. <laughs> they, there needs to be way more people on there some people get get taken out some people could get put lower some people get to get higher um and if you're gonna do a top 200 you have to do it for each genre but also put an asterisk to it because within each genre there's sub genres so like what the fuck like it's just the music is so complicated they should have just they should have just been like okay 
We're going to do all genres. Top 10, we have to have all the genres in it. R&B, rap. There are no rap artists on this goddamn Because they can't sing. They can't sing. Yeah, but it's supposed like, to be vocal. But it's like, how many... I, I, I can't even start with this, but it's like rap artists write their own shit. So even though they can't sing, they I just mean, do some hard can't sing. One, two, three, into the four. Snoop, what? That is most iconic line of all time. <laughs> but I think You're that's right, the no, problem. I think that's can't sing. But again, he he's like a, voice a, of an angel. a sing, he's a sing song rapper. Because that's even his I mean, but that's the thing. But I think that was the problem is that they, Rolling Stone did not say 200 best artists of all time. Rolling Stone did not say 200 most popular in the past decade. Like they did not say Rolling Stone 200. Here are the people with the most money based on the things that they've done. They said 200 best vocalists. I promise you, if you were to actually go... If we were to give, if we were to go down the list of people, people who do like vocal training at Juilliard, people who do opera training, blah, blah, blah. If you were to give them that top 200 list, I promise you that they could whittle it down to top 20 to 30 people. Mm. Top 20 to 30 people. I think 200 is a ridiculous fucking number if you are not counting the world. You cannot give the top 200 without counting folk singing, without counting whatever the fuck type yeah. of thing happens in Samoa, whatever the fuck type of thing happens in Thailand, a Chinese opera. Like, you can't count the 200. There's no on here. Yes, and that's the thing. It doesn't, it doesn't logically, just does not make any sense. It's also like, how the fuck are you going to get korea like the, the like it just doesn't make any sense like how are you how do you have random like you cannot give the top 200 vocalists of all fucking time with half of them are babies that rosalia is a baby the bitch cannot sing to me to me the bitch cannot sing but she is not a vocalist <laughs> i'm just I'm so She's not up there for me. For me, for me, she's not up there. She's it's <laughs> no, it's a no. SZA, I fuck with SZA hardcore. She cannot be on that list. We it's a have no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. You've had three albums, and we enjoy what you have sang. But if you're gonna put SZA up there, then you bitch. Where's Summer Walker? Summer Walker should be right next to her. Yeah. They both have a very similar fucking voice. And it's and again, it's the R and B girlies of today who have that like sad voice, you know, like who have that like <coughs> you know that very middle tone, the like lower tone, sad girl. Like we know what these girls are giving. We know what they're giving. It's a reality. And so I'm just like the the list doesn't make any sense. And I'm like again, it frustrates me as a person who loves, where's Bjork on there? No, she's, <laughs> on there. she's on there. She's on there. She's on there? Yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> too low, though. She's way oh, okay. too low. Girl, but... did you not look at the list? No, I have. I just can't remember all 200 of them, girl. <laughs> Damn, that's what I can barely remember 10 people in my own daily life. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
but but yours should be higher the bitch literally can make bird noises with her throat like <laughs> she can literally make noises that are not humanly possible for a lot of fucking people yeah. Minnie Janice Ripperton. Joplin Janice Joplin is lower than all of them if you don't know Janice Joplin, yes Joplin. Yep. she's the godmother of like blue like, like well not I mean if we're going back in time but Janice Joplin really did drop that like rock blues and that uh, where she was on the list i was like are you out of your fucking you gotta i mean ariana grande can sing but you're gonna put oh my god janice joplin below ariana grande that makes no goddamn sense yeah i don't know it's, and even like oh what's her name oh my god was dolly Parton on the list yeah yes okay um well there was there was uh, there was one all right let's do this oh mini ripperton mini ripperton before we go into doing mini ripperton the bitch can do whistle notes it's like any of the girls that have whistle notes in their throat that again physically <laughs> impossible <laughs> physically impossible for most human beings walking on this earth all the girls that can do whistle notes should be in the top 10. Top 10. Top 10. It, it is just, it is literally a note that most people cannot hit. That don't make no damn sense. And whoever does the opposite, like whatever the deepest one is, they should be in the top list too. Baritone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm let Tony Braxton put Tony Braxton up there. <laughs> he is. She's on there. Did you see the list? <laughs> I said the top 20. In the top 20. Give me a second. <laughs> I know right. she's. Let's leave. Let's leave it up to this. If you could redo the list, who's your number two hundred, and who's your top one? All right, I have it open now, so I give me a second. I, it's kind of hard because <laughs> I, I not from the- who's on the list, from personal feelings and no. Effects. You who's should do on, it based off the list. No. Who's okay, 200 I'll, and who's either, number one? Either way, because my favorite girlies are on the list anyways. Um, it is... Uh, Jill Scott's not on there, though. No. No. She's which not is, on there. Which is hard for me. Very hard for me. I think it's hard for me because I'm for sure... I have been listening to gospel music, R&B, ballads. Like, I, th- that has been the top of my music like if y'all said if y'all listen to the noel playlist you know who i am through it through that playlist was spot on but i have been i have been a ballad girl all of my life i love me a good ballad i love a run-on i love when again when patty patty bell is a force to be reckoned with a force to be reckoned with so it is really hard because my biases for sure are there and i a, there wouldn't be any men on the list. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know of a lot of men who I can listen to in their voice. Besides maybe Luther Vandross. I, I fucked this up Luther Vandross. Are you going to be? 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 Well, 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 well. It is hard for me to have any men on the list, one. And then it's also hard for me, as much as I fuck with a lot of white artists you know Adele has my heart she you know Adele if I were it would be hard for me to not give Adele number one but you know Mariah has my heart more but it is hard for me to think of anyone 
who is white and anyone who is male to be on my top 200 list. I'm so sorry. I think my whole list would be... <laughs> I, well... Oh, see, All right, say two. your top one and your so your top one and your two hundred. Go. Yes, okay. say it. I'm just gonna say my top ten. I'm gonna say my top ten. No, you can't say top ten. Number one. Number one. Okay, number one. Number one for me would be Whitney. Would it just Whitney? It's just it is Whitney. Whitney. It is hard because I fuck with Mariah, but Mariah, I don't know what happened to her voice. She lost it. It's gone. It's just gone. And then my two hundred. If I were to have to give someone a 200, I mean, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even put Mary on the list. I'm so sorry. I love Mary, but I wouldn't have put her on the list. I think I would give her, I would give her 201. 201 for Mary. <laughs> but she's not in my top 200. Um, I think what for 200, uh, I would give it. I would give it to Mark Anthony. Oh, okay. I, again, I think Mark Anthony is a great singer, but if I'm going to do, if I'm going to give it to my lowest of low and then continuously build higher, I'm okay with Mark Anthony being number 200 so that I can build the rest of my list being as strong as possible. Mm. Okay. Because I can't think of anyone else who I would want to put. I just, I wouldn't put anyone who I would think is mediocre at 200 either. Like, I wouldn't even put them on the list. Like, they don't, anyone who I think cannot sing, I would not put them on that list. Like, Frank, again, Frank Ocean, SZA, Mary J. Blige. They would not be on my list. They would not be on my list. It just, they would not be on my list. They would not. They would not be on my list. I'm going to piggyback off of that. My number one is also Whitney Houston. And number 200 is going to be Lana Del Rey. And I'll explain why. (laughs) I think this list went off. My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this list went off. I also like not only who sounds good on the album, but who can perform exactly like the album. And I have no goddamn doubt that Whitney Houston sounded the same on the album as she did on stage. She can keep the entire note, the entire melody as is. I'm putting Lana Del Rey as 200 because Lana Del Rey, although she is not high pitched, whatever it is, the tones that she does, she does exactly the same on stage. That is her voice. They're not covering it up. If my list continues, number two would be Jennifer Hudson, who wasn't even on the goddamn list, by the way, who will sing on cue the same as she did on the album. So that's who I'm putting there. And, And by the way, Billie Eilish, fucking Rosalia, they wouldn't even be on the fucking list. They wouldn't even be on the fucking list. Oh. Beyonce, I love you, babe. You're a great performer. Not even on the list. Not even I mean, on the yeah. list. I mean, Beyonce would be in my like. She would be I mean, lower. She would, she would be in the hundreds. I would give, or maybe I teach my mind. Maybe I got Whitney as number one and Beyonce as number two hundred. <laughs> because <laughs> I, <laughs> again, I want a powerhouse list. Like I want that list. To, I want that 200 list to be the bee's knees, girl. The bee's knees. So I'm, mm-hmm. I would be giving to Beyonce 200. Yes. 
And for me, again, this is a, a, a my list is biased. I would also say number one, Whitney Houston, because I just recently saw a video. She made a dog fucking cry. And she, it was just her song. <laughs> and that is a powerful voice. Like, <laughs> like don't want to say, I don't, we don't want it to be, you know, super religious, you know, but that's, that's God's work. <laughs> if you can make another species cry, <laughs> that is God's work. Period. Period. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure some of the other vocalists I'm thinking about could make dogs cry, but I just saw a video with her today, and she made that dog cry. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my 200. <sighs> um, and mind you, I was also upset when I didn't see this one artist. Jasmine Sullivan should have been on that list. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan should have been on that list. She is on the list. I didn't see Jasmine Sullivan. She's in the hundreds. She's in like she's like 140, 145 or something like that. Still should be higher. But my 200 would probably be Sir. The RB singer, Sir. I mean, that's 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 the thing too, is that it would be hard. It would be hard for me not to give the top two hundred all to R and B. Like it yeah. would be really, it would be really hard for me not to give the top two hundred to R and B and to to gospel, and maybe a sprinkle of country in there because Reba was not on that list, and my girl Reba can sing. She can sing. Can okay. Sing. Period. Lord yeah, no. and that's why I said face. it's so biased because I'm like, I would only do really R and B. Yeah, it would just be hard because again, if we think of like, if we think of where, what genres attract vocalists, like real vocalists, pop is very far. Like pop, as much as I love pop singers, like the only like. Ariana Grande can sing, so I think she deserves to be on that list in some sort of format. Maybe like 189. Um, but she deserves, because the bitch can sing. She can sing for sure. The girl can sing her heart out for sure, and I respect that of her. Um, but she's just not... Again, like, I just wouldn't give her the one of, the, of all time. Like, I just... I just it is... Again, it's, it's the wording that really made people all really angry because you said greatest vocalist of all time. All, all time. time. All time. Greatest vocalist. Some of these of people haven't even time. lived a long time. Yes. Like you can't you can't give them this amount of like glory when they haven't had the necessity for the glory. Like it just doesn't make, and you only put the K-pop girlies on there just because you know, you get in money for them somehow now. Like there was no need for them to be on there. Like it does not make any sense. It's like, if you're talking about what has universally shifted the culture, if we're talking about America specifically, this, the music that has shifted the culture is not the K-pop girlies. Maybe, yeah, in the most recent, maybe three years or something like that. Because the girls were not were not giving the K-pop girls that much accolades until recently. Nope. Only <clears throat> because BTS is bringing a lot of money to the States. Yep. So that's the reason why they're giving them something. 
Yeah, but pity. in all reality, like it just it has not been music that has shifted our perspective on what sort of scale we should be critiquing people on. And I'm just so sorry. It's just not. And on that note, we are coming into 2023 hot, <laughs> not with the bullshit, because there is no fucking time left. Our days are numbered, and we just got to do what we got to do. Period. So um, does anyone want to share their final thoughts before we break off? Or was that our final thought? No. <laughs> final thoughts, everyone. I'll go first. Thank you. Um, my word, my parting word, or final thoughts for this episode is sometimes just live in the moment. You don't have to plan every moment of your life. You don't have to plan every moment of your day. Sometimes you just got to smell the roses and enjoy what's going on around you because you'll be missing out if you are too scheduled, constructed, and all that good stuff. I'll say after 2022, I know a lot of us were going through it, and I feel like 2022 gave some bad juju to all of us in general everybody went through shit you came out being better and for 2023 you just have to follow the model girl and i've said it multiple times on this podcast already you are so lucky everything goes your way and that's how you have to go through this year manifest what you want to be honest with you because you're not manifesting what you want this year it ain't gonna go well it's an odd year. I have speculation about odd years, but we are so lucky. Everything does go our way. Yes. <laughs> you keep on saying it was such a temptation. It makes me so nervous. Um, and then my last thought would be, I saw someone, I forgot what the exact wording was on TikTok, but it was basically like, oh, don't, do the thing that you want to do now so don't wait for it later so it's like oh don't buy a box of chocolates and then wait for the right timing to eat it just eat it now like eat it when you want to eat it if you want it for that right timing then buy it during that time because it just doesn't make any sense the more you leave things on the back burner the more that they don't end up being what you expect them to be and so, like, because the woman was talking about how, like, oh, she bought, her family bought her some chocolates from Sweden or something. And then she was like, oh, at the perfect time, and I'm going to eat them. But she waited so long that they ended up becoming dusty and they weren't as, like, soft and succulent and all that beautiful chocolate anymore. So moving on forward for 2023, I just highly recommend if you are interested in eating something doing something having some sort of adventure just go and do it as fast as you can and stop putting things on the back burner unless it's financially unable to do it then girl you know be smart about your finances but Mm -hmm. if you are capable and able to do it at the moment like reap the fucking benefit like it does it shouldn't if you were to either decide to get a part-time job or to get unemployment, get unemployment, girl. <laughs> no one's telling me to do that. Girl, get on employment. Get on unemployment. How long, you need how to take care of the system. 
How many times in your lifetime are you going to be able to have a break? Very yep. few, girl. Take the break and then get the part-time after. Yeah, you are meeting the, you are meeting the circumstances. You are out of job right now and you're applying to jobs. So you can definitely reap the, the, the benefits of being unemployed right now. No. Do it right now. I, I will watch you do it. I You're sitting on the phone all day anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> oh, I hated that commercial. <laughs> well, that was our episode of Can I Help You? Uh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.